Father, we thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for your, your anointing over this service, Father, your, your guidance of the Holy Spirit to place us in the center of your will this morning, Father. We here at, at Capital City Church, we live to glorify you, God. We came through those doors for your presence, for your presence, God, for your will to be placed upon us, God. We want to honor you and glorify you today, God, in all that we do, all that we say. I ask that you move me aside, and Holy Spirit, just have your way. Have your way. Speak the words that you want delivered to your people. In the name of Jesus and the church said, amen, amen, amen. hallelujah, hallelujah. The struggle, the struggle, church, the struggle, the struggle. I struggle, you may struggle, we all may struggle, we all may struggle. We struggle with knowing what's right and not sometimes doing what's right, right? We struggle with knowing and understanding the way of God, but we often decide to go our own way. When we know God's way is the best way. It's the best way. We struggle with the fact that we are to serve and glorify the Lord, but we're in that constant cycle of serving ourselves, Exalting ourselves and glorifying ourselves in many cases, church. In many cases. So even though we've been saved by the grace of God, our physical bodies, these physical bodies that we have still has those fleshly desires. We still have them. That means that there's something Somewhere within our bodies and within our minds, within our minds, church, that makes us rebel against God to do what we know is wrong, is wrong. This is a common struggle for us Christians, church. It's common. As bad as it may seem, it's common. It's common for you and I. It is. You're not alone in this struggle. You're not alone in this struggle, church. You're not. The struggle is very real. It's very real. But so is our God. So is our God. Hallelujah. So is our God is real. Because we can do all things through Christ, who has given us all that we need to overcome those desires, those deadly desires of our flesh. He has given us all that we need, church, all that we need. Amen? So as we review from last week in just a moment, 5.1, Paul reminds us, it is for freedom that Christ has freed us. He says, stand firm, stand firm. Then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. By a yoke of slavery. Stand firm. That's the key word. Stand firm, church. Because the struggle is real. It's real. 
but we must stand firm. We cannot return to that yoke of slavery. We cannot. So even though we struggle, we cannot go backwards. Even though we struggle, church, we cannot go backwards. We must persevere. We must persevere. It is a must that we persevere, church, despite the struggle. Despite the struggle that we all face. Persevere. We can't go back. We can't go back to fulfilling our own selfish desires. We've made that commitment to the Lord. We can't go back, church, to our way of living, to that sinful nature. Do not listen to that voice of our sinful nature to pull you back into bondage. Ignore that voice, church. See, the struggle is for us to overcome, not to stop us. It's for us to overcome. The struggle is our life test as Christians. It is our life test as Christians. The struggle. The struggle. And those who overcome will receive a crown. And those who overcome it will receive a crown, church. A crown. We overcome by staying in the will of God and humbling ourselves. Humbling ourselves to be guided by the Spirit of God. That's how we will overcome it, church. Humbling ourselves. And Paul said, you were doing so well. You were doing so well, as we talked about last week. No one really wants to hear those words. You were doing so well. What happened? What happened? You don't want to hear that. You want to hear, I'm proud of you, my brother, my sister. I'm proud of you for persevering. God is proud of you for hanging in there throughout the struggle, despite the attacks from the enemy, despite the attacks of our sinful nature. Well done in the struggle. Well done. Those are words that we want to hear, church, that we want to hear. You're persevering through the struggle. So let us not be burdened again. Let us not be burdened again. You tasted freedom. You tasted freedom and tasted how sweet freedom is. And freedom is sweet. It's sweet. Sweet, church. Paul says in 13, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another, each other, in love. Use your freedom to encourage your brother or your sister or your family in their freedom. In their freedom. Encourage them to know in Christ you don't have to live in bondage. You don't have to live in bondage to, to your body or to your mind. In Christ you are free, church. In Christ, you are free. Allow your freedom in Christ to be a loving example to others. Allow your freedom to be a loving example to others, church. Show them how free you are to love them. Show them how free you are to encourage them, to be there for them. 
allow them to witness your freedom in Christ. Allow them to witness your freedom in Christ. Show them that you're not confused. Show them that you're not confused with who you are. Show them, church. Show them. Show them what it means to only be a slave to Christ. To only be a slave to Christ. Amen? Amen. As we pick up from last week, Galatians 5, 16, and 17. That sinful nature. That struggle. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil. Which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. We have a roadblock. We have a roadblock within us, church. Every time that we move to do the will of God, our sinful nature tries to block us. It causes confusion within us. And when we get confused, we get, we become idle. And we don't know which way to go, church. And we don't know which way to go. But we must persevere through that struggle. We all find ourselves idle and don't know which way to go. Because this sinful nature is not going anywhere. So we must persevere. We must persevere. This is the struggle. This is the struggle. The struggle of our sin nature. This is the conflict, church. This is the conflict between our flesh and our spirit. This is the conflict between your flesh and your spirit. And your spirit. How good would it be if we didn't have to deal with it, right? If we didn't have to deal with it, this battle within us, how good would that be? But we must face reality. We must face reality, church. Because as long as we live in this sinful world, our sinful bodies will struggle with the desires of our flesh. As long as we live in this sinful world, our sinful bodies will desire, will struggle with these desires. We will, we will, we will struggle as long as we live. There's no running from it, church. We will struggle. But a lot of us who struggle don't like to admit to the struggle. We don't like to admit that we struggle. And one of the reasons is because we may be looking, 
weak, like weak Christians, uh, like we don't have any self-control. But that's not the case, church. That's not the case. It's understanding that you are not super Christians. It's understanding that no one's perfect but God. It's understanding that our transformation will never be complete until we meet Jesus face to face. And until then, this sinful nature will be a part of us. It will be a part of us. But we must address it. We must address it and not act like it's not there. Like we really have everything under control when we really don't. When we really don't. We're really living in misery. Living a confused life. We're living in conflict. The constant fighting between our spirit and our flesh within us. It's real, church. And the struggle is real within us. Within us. As believers, we should realize the deadly power of our sinful nature. That's the only way we can overcome it. Realizing how deadly it is. How deadly. But it's no longer our master. It's our enemy. Look at it as your enemy, church. That sinful nature within you is your enemy that desires to win, but you can't let him win. You can't let him win. He will try everything, everything in his power to win, but it's up to you. It's up to you. Anytime we desire to follow the spirit, those attacks get stronger, stronger. We get more tempted also to just give in and follow his way. No one cares, so I'm just going to give in and follow his way. Since he's bugging me so much, right? We can't go for that. We can't go for that because it's the trick of the enemy. It is the trick of the enemy to have us confused, church. It's the trick of the enemy to keep us in bondage within ourselves. It's the trick of the enemy because when we're operating in our sinful nature, we're glorifying him. We are glorifying him when we operate in our sinful nature, church. The sinful nature wants to do evil, as we said. See, the struggle is real that as long as we live, we will have the sinful nature that doesn't want us to live a life glorifying God. Doesn't want you to glorify doesn't want you to get up on Sunday mornings and come and worship God. Doesn't want you to attend Bible study meetings. Doesn't want you to go out in the community and, and minister to those that are lost. Doesn't want you to fellowship with the brothers and sisters with like-minded people. The sinful nature doesn't want you to do that. Doesn't. So when we don't do it, who are we glorifying? Who are we glorifying? Our sinful nature is controlled by the prince of this air. By the prince of this air. And his name is Satan. His name is Satan, church. When we don't operate in the things of God, we're glorifying him. 
We're glorifying him. We don't operate in the spirit, but we operate in the flesh. We're glorifying Satan. And I know we don't want to do that. I know. So this struggle, this battle within us, church, we must win. We must win as Christians by relying on the power of the Holy Spirit and following his guidance. Following his guidance, church. That is the only way we will overcome any of our ungodly desires. And we have them. We have them. We have them. So Paul makes it clear. He says in Galatians 5, 18, he says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, as we talked about last week. When Paul says these, those that are under control of the Spirit are not under control of the law, he's talking about accountability for us Christians. Accountability for us Christians. He's not trying to discredit the law. He's saying that the law was no longer in control of you. The law was no longer in control of you. He's saying that the Holy Spirit now takes control of you. You are now accountable to the Holy Spirit. Those of you that raised your hand to to profess Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are held accountable to the Holy Spirit. You're held accountable to walk and live by the power of the Holy Spirit, not by the power of your flesh. So if you're led by the Spirit, you submit to the teachings and the guidance of the Spirit, church, of the Spirit. You're not under the law as we talked about last week. You're under a different dispensation. You're under the dispensation of the Holy Spirit now. The Holy Spirit now guides your life. Call on him. Help me, Holy Spirit. When I don't understand, help me, Holy Spirit. When I'm weak, help me, Holy Spirit. When those desires push forward in me and want to jump, help me, Holy Spirit. Help me. We are free from the restraints of the law, church. We are free only by the Lord and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us. And so now we are accountable to display the fruits of the Spirit. You are accountable to display those fruits of the Spirit if you declare that you are of the Spirit. That's what people look for in us. Where's those fruits? Where are they? Where are they? Why are not, I'm not seeing those fruits in, in Christians. They claim to be of the Spirit, but where are the fruits? Where are the fruits? People are watching, church. They're watching. They are watching. Be aware. 
be aware. God gives us an opportunity, daily opportunity, to glorify him in the highest by walking in the fruits of the Spirit, by displaying the fruits of the Spirit. And when we don't do it, we're glorifying Satan. We're glorifying Satan. So Paul wants us to understand that if we're not led by the spirits, we're being led by our sinful nature. If you're not led by the spirit, you're being led by your sinful nature. And I believe that we should hold each other as brothers and sisters accountable. Accountable to walk in the fruits and live in the fruits of the spirit. Remember, we are brothers and sisters keepers. Tap them on the shoulder. Hey, hey, we of the spirit. We of the spirit. We need that. Because why? We struggle. We struggle to stay on course. We struggle. I struggle. You struggle. We all struggle. Our Christian life is a struggle to do right. See, we strive to do what's right. We want to be the right of this world. But the thing within us, ain't that something? The thing that's within us is the one that's stopping us. So in a sense, we're almost stopping ourselves. Because we have the power within us to overcome that. The other side that's in us have way more power than the dark side of us. The power of the spirit have way more power. So we shouldn't see ourselves walking in that flesh, church. That means you're giving in. That's why they want to call us weak. Because we give them a reason to when we do that, honestly. We do. We do. Why be weak when you know you're strong? Even though we can go outside these doors and we can have everything, the houses, the cars, the money, the job, we can have all of that, all of that, glorifying the world. But if we're not displaying the spirit of God to people that know that we are supposed to be explaining the spirit of God, they look at us as sellouts and weak. They'll say, that's why I'm not a Christian right there. That's why I'm not walking with God. Because a Christian's like that. That will settle for the world instead of true faith. True faith. So even though the struggle is real, we must persevere. Because they're watching. I want to be seen glorifying God, church. See, uh, there was a pastor that always says, um, always do the will of God and leave the consequences to God. Leave the consequences to God. <laughs> God will handle everything else. Live in the spirit and follow his will. Don't, that, that, that weight is not for your shoulders. It's not for your shoulders. It's not, church. It's not. So now Paul wants us to understand that if we're not led by the Spirit, we're being led by the sinful nature. 
And know this, there is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. There's no halfway. I'm, a, I'm in the spirit and I'm in the flesh. No, 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 no. What we see is what it is. What we see is what it is. The spirit doesn't change. The spirit does not change. The spirit is not up or down, sideways or sideways. It's not. The spirit does not change. He does not. So Paul says this. He wants us to understand, church. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Very clear. Very clear. The sinful nature is the part of us humans that make us rebel against God. Makes us rebel against God. If you ever want to know why you don't do what God says do, it's because you're allowing that sinful nature to have its way in you. That's what it is. Blame it on somebody. <laughs> We as Christians, church, have to make up our own minds to follow and be led by the Spirit. Because the Spirit wants to rebel. It wants to rebel. So each one of us has to make up our own minds what we are going to do. We as brothers and sisters, we, we encourage us in our, in our walk, in our ways. But you have to make up your own mind. You have to desire God over self. You have to desire the Lord over self, church. And then you'll be free to display the fruits of the Spirit, church. Especially because our sinful nature is constantly rebelling. We should know when we're operating in the spirit and we're operating in the flesh. You should know when you're operating in the spirit and operating in the flesh. That's why Paul wants to remind us so we will not be confused and go around thinking that we're walking in the spirit, but we're really living in the flesh. See, we can never get to the fruit until we deal with the flesh, church. He said the results are very clear. Very clear. The results are not good. The results are sin against God. They are sin against God. We must repent. We must repent. We must confess. We must confess. There is no true uh, repentance there is no true repentance without admitting the struggle admitting what's really going on within us acknowledging it there can't be true repentance so we can't walk in the spirit if there's not true repentance 
you still find yourselves confused constantly because you're holding all of that in. You're holding it in. But you know we're free in Christ? Don't you know we're free? Freedom from that bondage? That's what prayer is for, to release it. Let it out. Be free. Be free. Psalms 19 says, how can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. Again, our sinful nature stays with us even after we accept Christ. Even after we accept Christ, the sinful nature stays with us. And even though we've glorified God in the highest, that sinful nature will still be with us. See, that's the struggle, church. If you just wanted to deal with the, the flesh, you just wanted to live for the world, there is no struggle. There is no struggle. The world invites you in. Have your way. Have your way. But by the grace of God, your heart isn't for the world. Your heart is not for the world. Your heart is for God. So by your presence, by your presence, you are willing to go through the struggle. And God will honor that. He will give you strength through it because you are willing to go through the struggle. You're not here to make everything easy. You know the struggle. And you still walk through the doors of the Lord. I applaud you for that. I applaud you for that. That's awesome. That's who you are. You don't want it easy. <laughs> Woo, okay, don't answer that one. <laughs> so in order for us to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit, church, we must deal with the desires of the flesh. Simple as that. Simple as that. So Paul is going to lay out the works of the flesh, and we must examine ourselves. We must examine ourselves, church, against these things to see if there's any hidden uh, sins or hidden, hidden things against God that's causing us to grieve the Holy Spirit. And he will lay them out for us. And these desires will include obvious sins and not some not so obvious sins. Sins within, you know, that we will like to hide, that we wouldn't want anyone to know, right? But they're there. They're there. We all know what our struggle is. We all know what our struggle is. We all know what's hindering us from walking in the fruits of the Spirit. 
We know it. We know it. And we must confess them to our Savior. We must confess them, church. So whatever it may be, it may not be on this list. It may not be on this list. But whatever it may be, you got to give it to God. You got to give it to God. Because until then, you won't be able to display those fruits of the Spirit. If you don't truly give it to God, you find yourself continuously struggling because you haven't released it, see? You're not willing to admit what you have to overcome, so you cannot overcome it. Confession frees you. Even in the world, if you confess to your crime, you get less of time. That's what they tell you. They try to get you to confess. You're going to do some time, but it might not be 20 years. We're going to knock five off because you confessed it. Basically, be real with me, I'm going to be real with you. That's what they tell you. But God frees you if you confess it to God. He gives you freedom, no strings attached. No strings attached. And yet, we still don't want to do it. We want to walk around in our misery. We want to walk around confused, living in conflict. When Christ says, give it to me, this is what I died for. Put the burden on my shoulders. Give it to him and live free. You can live free in your struggle, church. In your struggle. I'm living free in my struggle. I struggle every day. But I'm free. So you won't be able to tell it. <laughs> That's the key. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So Paul lays it out, and, and we must really look in the mirror. Look in the mirror at these things and see if we see ourselves. He says sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, any, any sexual activities outside of a marriage between a husband and a wife, all related in that, all related in that, pornography, all of that, any indecency of sexual pleasures, all of it is related in that. And he says, idolatry and sorcery, putting someone higher than God. Loving someone more than you love God. Serving someone before you serve God. Serving your spouse before you serve God. Acknowledging someone before you acknowledge God. All of that. Sorcery. That black magic that a lot of people claim. Putting roots on someone for evil purposes. For evil purposes. You don't like someone, so you want to cause harm to them. You want to put roots on them. Evil. Speaking to the dead. Those mediums and all of that. All of that is involved in that. All of that. Those evil spirits. Evil spirits. Hostility. Quarreling. Hostile with one another. That's not of people of God. 
to be holding grudges, to be quarreling with one another, arguing back and forth about nonsense. Nonsense. If it's not of the kingdom, it ain't even worth it. It's not even worth it. Not even worth it, church. Jealousy. Seeing someone with something that you think ought to be yours without working for it. Just you are that privilege. No. No. Admire what other people have. Desire yourself to follow in their path. How did they become that? How did they get that? And if it's truly successful, they will lead you to the Lord's path. So don't be jealous of no one. Outbursts of anger. We all struggle. Remember, we all struggle. The flesh want to be heard and seen. He jumps out anytime. Anytime. The wrong person say he's jumping out. That outburst of anger, that's him. That's him. That's him. Don't let him jump out, church. Remember, you got witnesses. A cloud of witnesses. Do not let him jump out. Because they're going to say, I got you. I got you. That's why I'm not a Christian. Because they fake. They're weak and fake. That's just the truth. See, we live, we, we, we learn from others' mistakes and we learn from our mistakes. We see that in the world today. As soon as a Christian does something, boom, the whole world jumps on top of it. And instead, of, it's not that individual it's the whole Christian community that did something wrong. All of us, guilty. Guilty of sin. And ain't done nothing. But that's our brother and sister. So we're all guilty. We're all guilty. That's that struggle, church. Selfish ambition. The team of me, not God, not no one else. The team of me, I got to get me right before I even go to God. You got it backwards. Backwards. God got to help you get you right. We can't get ourselves right. Can't get ourselves right. Dissension, division. No separation. We're all one in Christ. Stop that argument. Stop it. Because their argument wants to separate. That's what their flesh wants to do. Separate. And we fall for it. Fall for it. That's not the Christ way. We see anything wrong within the body, we intervene and bring people together in love. There's no right or wrong. We take no sides. There's only one side, and that's the Lord's way. That's it. That's it. If you hear arguing or any of that kind of stuff, any of that, bring the Lord into that situation, church. Envy. Don't envy. Don't envy. Drunkenness. Wild parties. I hope everyone has already gotten that out the way before Christ. <laughs> 
Don't try to live your life once you get in Christ. Now you want a desire to go out and play like everyone else. Backwards, don't do it. And he says in other sins like these, that means there are more. That means there are more. And he said, let me tell you again, as I told you before, that living, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that doesn't mean who may backslide. If we, if we backslide, that doesn't mean we will lose our salvation. That doesn't mean that. But those who habitually display these characteristics, church, reveal that they are enslaved to their sinful nature. It's almost like you get a chance. You get a pass off of that one. And I see you again. Something's wrong, right? Something's wrong. You're not true children of God and can take part in his inheritance if you continue in these ways. You can't fool anyone. 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 You will not inherit the priceless gift from God. You will not. And anyone who ignores these sins or refuses to deal with them have not accepted that gift of the Spirit. If you ignore these sins and refuse to deal with them, you have not accepted that the Holy Spirit lives in you. You have not. You have not accepted the gift of the Spirit, and you will never be able to display those fruits of the Spirit. You'll never be able to do it. Never. So don't, don't, the Bible tells us don't think we, don't think more of ourselves than we ought to. We have to deal with these before we can get to the fruit, church. We must deal with the conflict that's causing the struggle within us. The sinful nature. We got to put him to death. We have to put him to death so we can operate in the spirit. We must deal with our sinful nature. The word tells us that we say we, we don't have sin, we deceive ourselves. If we say that we no sin is in us, we deceive ourselves. There's no greater feeling than humbling ourselves. When you humble yourselves, you have nothing to prove. Nothing to prove. When you humble yourself before God, man don't even matter. Man don't even matter. Many of us, many of us are living miserable, struggling because we have refuse to admit and deal with our sin. That's just the truth. But before we can even think about being spiritual, before you can call yourself spiritual, we must start by admitting to it, church. We must admit that we have selfish, sinful human desires. And I pray this week that we do. We admit to them. I didn't realize how messed up I was, how bad off I was. My wife would tell me all the time, you're just selfish, all the time. I just paid her no mind. Paid her no mind. 
because you, I refuse to see myself in that light. She's still telling me sometimes. Still working on me. But I was, I was reading my Bible one day. And in, in, in growing in Christ, I was reading my Bible. And I came across those words in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. That list. <laughs> that list exposed me, church. The sad thing, it exposed me to myself. Because I was the only one reading it. And I began looking around like, is anybody... Like everybody is reading about me. It woke me up. It showed me that I wasn't perfect. It embarrassed me. It shamed me. It humbled me. I'm telling you, it humbled me. I wasn't the perfect man that I thought I was. I wasn't. I was a silly fool, a silly fool, living a life leading to death. But I thought I was on top of the world, on top of the world. But it also made me realize how real God was, <laughs> how real God was as our creator, to know our innermost thoughts and feelings, God. Written over 2,000 years ago, but here I am reading about you telling me I'm going to have these desires. I'm going to have these feelings. That if you don't follow me, you will be doing these things. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? He's laid it out for us. He's our creator. He knows the things that no one else knows about you. Only you. Only you. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we must admit it, church. Admit it. And we can be cured from it. But we have to uh, surrender. We have to also surrender it. When we admit it, we must also surrender our nature. With all its tendencies, we must surrender our sinful nature to Jesus Christ. Give it to him. Go through that list. Find out those things within you and give it to him. Galatians 5.24 says this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them. And crucified them. If we truly understand what it means to trust in Jesus' death on the cross to pay for our sins, we understand how destructive our sinful nature is. We understand why he nailed them to the cross. Because you will destroy yourself. You're headed for death. But he wanted to save you. You were headed for death. Each individual headed for death. And he wanted to save your life, church. When we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we surrender that sinful nature to him. Give it over. See, that's a true Christian, and we all struggle with that, but that's a sign of a true Christian. 
You do everything that you got, everything within you, not to surrender to that sinful nature. Not to. Not to. Yes, it may be lonely, it may be sad, but you must not. But the other end will be bright, I'm telling you. So we must ask God to do whatever it takes in our lives to have us to come to the understanding. Understanding that we have been crucified with Christ, that our sinful nature has been crucified with Christ. We must pray for that understanding. Pray for it, church. And we must commit our actions, our thoughts, our passions, and capabilities to Jesus Christ. That's everything we got, right? Jesus himself described this as an ongoing daily action of this de denying ourselves. That's all that's in us, and we must deny it, see? We must deny it. We must deny the actions of the flesh, the thoughts of the flesh, the passions of the flesh. Give them to God. Give them to God. Deny ourselves of these uh, actions. Deny yourself. Stand strong. Stand strong. Luke 9, 23 says this. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way and take up your cross daily and follow me. Your own way, our own way is the way of the flesh. That's our own way, our sinful nature. That's our own way. And when we operate in our own way, that's what we're going to display. That's what he's saying. Deny that. Kill that. Keep it in the dirt and follow me. Follow the way of the Spirit. Follow the way of the Spirit. Knowing that our sinful nature desires to stop us from following Christ, we must ask the Holy Spirit, church, to help us. To help us. The struggle is real. And we must make service to others a top priority. We're always going to end in, in love, some kind of way. That's the way of Jesus. We must make service to others a top priority. Understand the fruits of the Spirit is not for us. <laughs> the fruits of the Spirit, when we display them, are for others. Are for others. To encourage others, to show others the love of Christ. To lift them up. Everything we do is not for ourselves. We get ourselves right for others. For others. God got me right for you. He's getting me better for you. For you. So I can be your spiritual leader here at Capital City Church. And I thank him for that. And this is called being trained in holiness. Being trained in holiness, as, as Timothy said in, in uh, 4.7. says, have nothing to do with godly myths or old wise tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. He says, train yourself to be 
godly. Because it takes training. It takes practice. I remember somebody told me you shouldn't have to practice that. And I tried not to practice it, and I, I, I failed. I mean, you know, acting godly. You know, trying to be better godly. You know, you shouldn't have to practice. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. We just don't know the stuff of God. We don't know the stuff like that. Then we're moving, operating within ourselves, and you will fall flat on your face, and God will make sure of it. He will make sure of it. So loving and serving others help restrain our selfish desires. It helps us to restrain them. See, if we want to do good for others, we won't bring out that sinful nature. We're going to block him. Sometimes it's almost you want to look good for others. Do it if that helps you. <laughs> if that helps you, do it. I'm not going to be mean today. I want them to think I'm real nice. <laughs> Show them kindness. Show it to them. When we are guided by the Spirit, we will not display those awful desires. Amen? I talked earlier. I talked earlier about those fleshly desires. See, once we die to those fleshly desires, church, and we get over that, this is what all of this is for, so we can go out this week and focus on those desires within us. And we can come back next week ready for the fruits of the Spirit. You know, we, we said we don't like those other desires, do we? That list, do you, do you enjoy that list? No, because we don't like looking at the evil within ourselves. You saw yourself in there, you no, no, turn that page, right? So we must desire the fruits of the Spirit, and, and which are these? It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And remember we talked last week about the law, and it says, against such things there is no law. <laughs> there is no law to walk in the Spirit of God. No man can tell you you can't walk in the Spirit of God. There is no law with loving someone. Unless you want to do it outside of the purposes of God. Let's keep that clear. Let's keep that one clear. And so since we crucified the flesh and its desires, right? All right. Next week we can move into these qualities. Amen? And before we do that, I want to read. This was my, uh, my life verse. This is my testimony verse. I was exposed to those, to those desires of the sinful nature. And then I was exposed also to Romans 7, where I was living, feeling this exact way. Before I even read this, before I even read this, that's how I felt within myself. 
before I even read it. And when I read it, it blew my mind. It blew me away. Because I was living like I thought that I was the worst person in the world. That no one understood how I was feeling within me. But when I heard, I read these words of Paul, it brought tears to my eyes because I cried. How can you know that, God? How can you know that? How? So as I read through these, and I know I'm not the only one. I know it. I know it. So as I read through these, just let it live in you. Let it live in you. Know that you're not the only one that's going through this life struggle. That's why we lean on each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. That's why he placed us together in one body. If we're going to struggle, let's struggle together. Let's help each other. Amen. Amen. 7, 14, 7 through 17. So the trouble is not with the law. For it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the law that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Pray for the understanding. And I know that nothing good lives in me. Amen. That is in my sinful nature. You were born with nothing good within you. Says, I want to do what is right, but I can't. I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Wow, that blew me away. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. The power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Oh, man. Who will free me from this life? That is dominated by sin and death. Thank God for the answer in Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. So you see how it is? 
In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. God's word. God's word. God's word. Mm. Let us pray. Gracious. Mm. Father, mm, I pray for your your forgiveness. Father, because we are all sinners, Father. And we came today, Father, to acknowledge that very fact, God. We want to acknowledge that to you, God, that we are sinners, God. Sinners, God. And that there is no good in us. The only good that's in us was given to us by you. And that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that allows us to walk in the Spirit. Jesus Christ died so we can have good within us. Because, Father, before we were born, you saw our faults. You saw that we was going to come out of our mother's wounds wicked, evil, desiring to do the devil's deed. And God, you sacrificed your only begotten son to stop that roadblock, to give us a way out. Father, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for the opportunity, Father. Whether we take it or not, we have the opportunity, Father, because of your grace to walk in the spirit and not give in to these desires of the flesh. Whether we take it or not, God, I say thank you. Thank you, God. But God, we here at Capital City Church, God, we desire to take that offer. We want to take you up on that offer, almighty God. So God, heal us of ourselves. God, empty us out of ourselves and these desires, even though they still live, God. The, the spirit is stronger than the flesh, God. So, Holy Spirit, I say that you convict our hearts every time that we desire to live for the devil. Every time, God. Every time. Father, bless these hearts, Father. Bless these hearts, Father, that want change in their life, Father. They want better in their life, Father. They want to be better people, God. Better servants of you, almighty God. So, God, I pray that you will honor their hearts, honor their prayers today, God. Father, I thank you. I love you. I, I just adore you. Words cannot express how we feel about you, oh God. We thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now we have communion. If you have your communion cups, everybody. Brother Drayson would take us through communion. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <clears throat> How many sides to a coin is it? Two. 
as Brother Ron was bringing the message forward, God was speaking to my heart at the same exact time. So the struggle is from our perspective. In the faith of Christ, through the mind of Christ, if we are in the mind of Christ and not in our own mind, you know how they say you be in your right mind? So that means it's, it's another place, another place we can go in the mind. So you know what God said? Revealed to my heart. There is strength in the struggle. That's what this is all about. Building, not destroying. Now see, the, 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 the ones that's supposed to fall away and be destroyed by the weight of Christ, going to be destroyed. But if you have confessed Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you are not going to be destroyed by the weight. Jesus says that you are what? More than a what? Conqueror. So to become a conqueror, you need to train, and you need what? Strength. So you need to struggle. When it's easy, where the muscles at? Resistance builds strength. Then after that strength, you get a little sore. You hurt. But when you show up again that next day and do it again, the soreness leaves. And you know what they say that pain in that body is? Weakness leaving. So don't run from the struggle. Embrace the struggle. God been dealing with me. So we about to take communion, right? And the, the scriptures tell us that we first, before we take communion, we must what? Examine ourselves. This is a very important part of your Christian life. Self-examination. But what I've been to notice is we be so busy. We're rushing. We don't manage our time well. So then we get to moving and stepping and not being still and making sure every step that we do in this life is ordered and directed by the Father and not by circumstances or not by your watch or not by your alarm or not by trying to meet something off of a checklist. Self-examination. And then there's another word on the way to church that God kept putting in my heart. Soil. 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 Everything in this world that we live in in the natural derives from what? The soil. Man himself was formed from what? The soil. Animals graze and eat. From what grows out of the what? Soil. Now, we've been commanded to display these fruits of the Spirit, right? But they don't just automatically pop out. Fruits have to what? Grow. And guess what? Through my little journey of, of 
health and fitness and trying to understand proper nutrient intake, it matters where you grow the broccoli that you eat. So you can eat all the broccoli you want, but if the soil is poison or the soil doesn't have the right vitamins and nutrients, because that's where the, the soil transfers all of that into the what? The fruit. Then you eat the fruit so you can be what? Strong and healthy. You understand? So, what soil are we talking about? Because none of us farm. I know none of y'all got no gardens or nothing to it. I know y'all want to, but we don't. So, we're talking about the soil of the heart. The soil of the heart. And to do that, you must look inward. And reflect. The Bible tells us to know yourself. But you can't know yourself if your phone, if you're always on the phone, or when you go to an empty house, you got to turn the TV on to hear some noise. That's a distraction. It's a distraction. Why is it there to distract you from getting to know yourself? And to getting and tapping into the place of being an overcomer. The struggle. We must overcome. And, and it's up to you. You can come in and get this feel-good word and the message. But when you go out, you must sit still and know that I am God. I'm going to read one verse here. And then we're going to get to the reflection. We're going to e- examine ourselves before we take communion, because if you don't do that and you eat the communion unworthily, you bring sickness upon yourself, you bring death, you bring all kind of things on yourself. So we don't want that to happen, right? All right. Luke 17 and 20 says, some of the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus answered and said, God's kingdom is coming, but not in a way that you will be able to see with your eyes. People will not say, look, God's kingdom is here. Or there it is over there. No. God's kingdom is within you. So just like that sinful nature is in there, the kingdom is in there too. Y'all remember that old song? It says, don't wait too late to get your house all straight. So they're talking about this body. Not your home and putting the furniture and cleaning up. You got a lot of clutter in your mind. It's time for us as Christians to stop feeling good in here with our emotions and then going out and not doing anything about it. In the morning before you rise and and get about your day and in the evening, I would encourage you to sit still before the Lord and analyze your thoughts. Bring every thought into captivity, the good ones, the bad ones, the nice ones, the mean, bring every thought into captivity because it's the thoughts that lead you away from God. So let us, let me take 60 seconds, just going to be still, be quiet before the Lord, and whenever you feel like you're ready, Go ahead and you take your bread 
and you take your uh, your cup, it's already blessed. We are, we're in the house of the Lord. It's been blessed. We're doing this as unto the Lord. Um, th- every time we do this, it's a remembrance of what Jesus did. The bread represents the body of Christ. The blood represents his blood that he shared for us on Calvary. We understand that. Anybody with this cup in their hand should already understand that. So we're going to give just a, a moment of silence, reflect, uh, lay anything aside that might be, you know, contrary to God, come before him in truth, and then, and then partake in your bread and your, in your cup.